You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, let's get it. Locked On LSU, your team every day. I'm Matt Moscona, ESPN Radio, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and right here for the Locked On LSU podcast brought to you by Sonos. Thanks for making us your first listen. Basketball Tigers walloped Belmont. We'll recap that in a bit at Ogeron Previews A&M Week. That's coming up. Let me start, though, of course, with the silly season and the coaching carousel as it continues turning. I had a chance to visit with Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated, and the thing that I would say uh, to anyone is trust sources that have been proven over time to be right when it comes to coaching searches because they have spent their lives, their professional lives, cultivating relationships to be news breakers, to be trusted with this information. So that's why I say if you hear it from Ross or if you hear it from Brett McMurphy or if you hear it from Bruce Feldman, these are guys that do this professionally. There were a handful of media people on Monday that all declared LSU's search was down to two or three, and all of these media people listed different coaches. So it goes to show you that none of them are actually on target, and Scott Woodward is keeping this very close to the vest. So uh, I did have a chance to visit with Ross Dellinger, and I asked him specifically about where the current LSU coaching search stands. I don't know. I mean, I have no idea, and I think it's a great um, it's a great example of uh, the 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 search that maybe the kind of search that Woodward has uh, conducted, and that you, as you mentioned, you have various reports that have come out saying here are the finalists, and all of them are different. There's not <laughs> even any similar candidates in the two latest reports. It's incredible. Um, it, it just yeah, it shows you. That um, that you know he's probably keeping it just a circle of two or three people, right? And not a lot of stuff's getting out, and and you're probably hearing a lot of agent-driven scuttle. Um, you know, a lot of these names have something in common, and that's the agent in the agency they're all represented by. Um, so I keep that in mind. In in these days, it's so hard to um, to kind of parse through what's real and in what's not. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly where LSU is. Um, I, I wish I had, <laughs> I wish I had more, more information. I mean, I've, uh, like you might've heard a lot of the, the, you know, six to eight names swirling out there, yeah. but I, I don't know that there's any finalists or anything. Um, you know, and, and there's, the end of the regular season uh, will hopefully bring a little more clarity. But honestly, you've got a lot of candidates that are going to be competing in championship conference championship games next weekend. Mm-hmm. And so you might not get um, clarity until after those games. So you think that, that LSU's timeline could extend beyond conference championship weekend? Yeah, sure. I mean, okay. I, I, I think so. It's, it's, a, it's, you know, a lot of the coaching stuff, um, is about timing, right? And um, sometimes timing, <laughs> unfortunately, will eliminate candidates uh, or bring new ones into the fold. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I get the impression that that Scott Woodward isn't um, 
real hasty and, and kind of what he plans to do and that if to get the right person if it if it takes going into December I, I think that's what he'll do. Uh, Ross Dellinger is with us, Sports Illustrated. He's on Twitter at Ross Dellinger. Um, you did allude to sort of the agent. Uh, I forget how you said it, fodder, whatever you said it. But um, do you think you – and look, let's be clear. You're talking about Jimmy Sexton, who, if we run through the list, uh, Lane Giffen, Bill O'Brien, Billy Napier, Mark Stoops. I mean, those are all Sexton clients. Uh, he, he, in many yeah. ways, runs the, the chessboard that is college football coaching searches. But can you explain for someone listening how a lot of that um, – a lot of those conversations and a lot of this transpires to just sort of clarify why so many people are saying so many different things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the first thing, well, you know, when you have a, uh, when you have a coaching change and you see the reports that usually that day or the day later, um, out media outlets coming out with, you know, a list of potential candidates, you know, mm-hmm. you see like the list of like 12, 15, 20 people listed. Uh, look, a lot of that is coming from those media outlets having conversations with agents, right? And, mm-hmm. and the agencies saying, "Hey, here's you know, here's our guys that would be good, you know, or here's our guys that you should push." And so the immediate lists, in a lot of ways, are coming now. Not all from the agencies. Uh, maybe maybe it's some scuttle at the school. Maybe it is an administrator kind of talking, but but it's a lot of of agency type stuff. Um, and what, what usually starts to happen from, now that's from the media side, you know, from the administrator side is ADs, especially somebody like Sexton who has a lot of, a lot of, um, coaching clients and somebody like Trace Armstrong, again, a lot of coaching clients, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the ADs obviously talk to those two people about, Hey, who do you got who would be interested in, in those agents will, will tell them. And, and that's a lot of times how the ball is rolling, yeah. you know, and, and that's how a lot of the, all these names get out. Um, because agents have right. A lot of clients, like you mentioned Sexton, I mean, gosh, I, he's got like, you know, 11 of the 14 SEC coaches or something like that. So <laughs> he's got a lot. And so, you know, these agents names get thrown out, whether it's a conversation with, from between media member and agent or a conversation between administrator and agent, uh, the, the names, the names maybe sometimes eventually get out. Sometimes they, they, they're made to get out, uh, in a way. Okay. Florida is now in the market for a new coach. I'm going to ask Ross about how Florida's search might impact LSU. We're brought to you by NetSuite. Let me paint this picture for you. Here it is. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite, the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite right now. Through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering you a -a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade. It's at netsuite.com slash LockedOnNCAA. Again, netsuite.com slash LockedOnNCAA for special end-of-the-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. netsuite.com slash 
Locked On NCAA. Okay, we're going to get back to our conversation with Ross Dellinger. Let me also remind you about Prize Picks, the leader in college sports daily fantasy, offering more college football props than anyone, anyone in the world. And they offer you everything from the Power Five athletes that you know and cheer for to the group of five players that you may not know as household names. Here's what you do. Go to prizepicks.com or download the Prize Picks app today. Use the promo code locked on, one word, locked on, and they'll give you a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. Prize Picks is safe, it offers fast withdrawals. If you love daily fantasy, this is college sports daily fantasy made easy at Prize Picks. PrizePicks.com, download the Prize Picks app, and be sure to use the code locked on. Okay, it is Locked on LSU. Thank you for making us your first listen. Chatting with Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated. We sort of gave a little bit of a thumbnail on where the LSU search is. Now, Florida is open. So how might Florida impact the LSU search? Well, I, th- I think I think it's a somewhat similar job. Um, I, it, it's not like USC. You know, I remember talking to somebody, this was over a month ago, about, you know, having USC and the LSU job open. And they kind of they kind of mentioned to me, ah, they're, they're after different kind of coaches. Um, it's a different job. Uh, I thought that was interesting. So I think the Florida thing is a little, is, is the same, right? Or similar to the LSU. It's just, you know, uh, one, you're in the same conference, obviously. You're in the South. Uh, you're, you're in a recruiting uh, area that's, uh, you know, really fertile. Uh, you've got, you've got really similar historical success, actually, if you, if you look at them. Uh, and in just the culture around those two programs and the fan bases, you're going to probably your your candidate list in in another part of this is the coaches who would be interested in you, right? Your candidate list is going to be pretty similar. I, I would think. I would think it's pretty similar at those places. So um, I would think it impacts the candidate pool for sure. And you know, it's it's. I don't think it's a real big secret. It's, it's not necessarily something I've put out there. I try not to get in this early. Get into the whole listing a bunch of names and who could be candidate, who could be not. But you know, I would be shocked if if the coach in Lafayette weren't a target for Florida. Sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, Napier's mentioned for nearly every job. No, um, uh, he's been linked to Virginia Tech. I know he's been linked to TCU. Why wouldn't he be? He's 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 that guy. He's the next you know up-and-comer name that, that people are super keen on, which is interesting, Ross, then – I mean, is is that a likely destination for Napier, or is there another job if it's not LSU that makes sense? Yeah, um, well, Arizona State might open, and again, just um, I don't know any, I don't know anything. I mean, this is all just me connecting some dots. I mean, he yeah. he was offensive coordinator out there, I think, in twenty twelve or thirteen, I believe, uh, out at Arizona State. Um, or maybe after that, I'm not sure. But anyway, he was offensive coordinator out there for a season, and. Uh, you know, it's in the Pac-12 South, um, you know, a little weekend division. Uh, it's a place you could recruit to, Phoenix. Um, definitely a place you could recruit to. So that's an interesting job. Um, but, yeah, it, it's uh, Virginia Tech, uh, another one. Virginia Tech and Arizona State. Um, I, I think we wrote it last week. Uh, my colleague wrote it, uh, Richard Johnson, is that this year feels like the year that, that – the coach in Lafayette probably isn't in Lafayette next year. Yeah. Uh, 
it, you know, he has pulled his name out and turned down jobs in the past. I just get the suspicion that that is not going to happen this year. I agree with you. I, I think Billy won't be in, in Lafayette next year. Um, all right. Ross Dellinger's with us. A couple more. Uh, Dave Aranda. Uh, there are, I've said this on air many times, Ross. A lot of fans ask me about Dave Aranda. I haven't had anybody that I would deem credible close to LSU mention his name to me. Do you hear any Dave Aranda buzz around LSU? Or might Dave Aranda be a candidate for another job if you were to leave? It may say USC or, or Washington, a West Coast job. I haven't, you know, I haven't heard a, a ton, uh, Randa's name, a ton around LSU or within LSU people and from LSU people. I, I haven't. Um, in there seems to be a confidence at Baylor that, you know, Baylor that that Dave Randa will will be there. But man, I mean, he he's you know they 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 could win, and they could go to eleven and two and win the Big Twelve championship. They just need two more wins, basically. It was, that would be incredible. And with all the jobs open in, in his history as defensive coordinator, um, man, I mean, he would be, he'd be, a, he's going to be a hot commodity or he is a hot commodity even already. Um, but man, I, I will say this. He has got a good thing going at Baylor. Uh, they pay really well. They have incredible facilities. They're building a brand new one too. Uh, they have an incredible stadium and setup. They're building a brand new football facility. I think they broke ground in it recently or are going to. Um, they, they, uh, again, they, they, they pay, they pay well. They're private schools. So you don't know exactly what, what him and his staff makes, but I can tell you, he took some staff members from LSU. And part of it is because they paid more than LSU was paying the staff members, mm-hmm. which is really hard to believe, but it's, it's true. They pay extraordinarily well. They're in Texas, that state recruiting territory. I just think it's you know it's going to take a lot to to pull him away, um, and maybe he will get a lot because he's from Southern California, right? So the USC jobs open, so that's an interesting one. If UCLA comes open, I don't necessarily think it will, but that's an interesting one. Washington's open out there. You know, if if he were to leave, maybe it'd be more for the West. I don't know. Um, but then again, all of that said, he obviously spent a lot of time at LSU. He seemed, you know, his family especially seemed to like it there. Um, so who knows, Matt? Yeah. All right, last one for you. Uh, last time you were here, I did ask you about Lincoln Riley, and you said that that feels, I think the way you said it is like, that feels like a Scott Woodward hire, which I would agree. That's like the big splash. Yeah. Um, my contention, Ross, is that what happens in Bedlam this weekend will massively influence that. Because if Oklahoma loses, they're out of the Big 12 race, and that opens the door for a potential move. But you kind of alluded to timing earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Lincoln Riley's in a playoff hunt, I don't think he's he's jumping ship. So, best uh, you could tell, where do things stand with Lincoln? Yeah, the, you you kind of nailed it, right? It, it um, timing is everything with these these things, and I you know I'm actually going to that game um, in Oklahoma uh, Oklahoma Oklahoma State, uh, and it, yeah, if Oklahoma State wins, that's it. You know, um, Oklahoma will be home for conference championship week. And that will be interesting to watch, certainly. Um, but, uh, you know, and if they win, obviously he'll be playing the Big 12 championship game in a rematch for Oklahoma State. But again, right. if, you know, if, if they win that game, if Oklahoma wins that game, shoot, you know, they, they might have a chance to squeak, actually, as crazy as it is, right, squeak squeak into the playoff. Um, but, again, as I mentioned earlier, I don't know that you know, Scott, I feel like Scott's going to, 
going to wait as long as he needs to for a coach. I have no idea about the Lincoln stuff. I, I mean, I've heard obviously the buzz and the, the buzz out of Baton Rouge about him. Um, you know, I, I, I've, I've had, I don't know. I, I don't know if that is real or not. Um, I just, I don't know. You know, it, it's hard, it's hard to know, but you're right on timing. This weekend is significant. Ross Dellinger again of Sports Illustrated. I'll say it again. Follow the people that consistently have good information that have made their living breaking news. If it's someone that has not done that, don't follow them because they're probably missing the mark somewhere along the way. We appreciate Ross for his time. We always appreciate Bet Online. It's Thanksgiving. We know what that means football. And the only thing that goes better with football in Turkey is betting on football. And you can do that at Bet Online. They got you covered all holiday season with more props, more odds, more lines, live in game betting than ever before. Bet Online is still your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile site. Sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus when you use the code LOCKED ON. Again, one word LOCKED ON. Use the code LOCKED ON when you make that first deposit of funds, and they will give you a 50% welcome bonus it's all sports pro and college nhl boxing ufc even vegas casino games live in-game betting do it now bet online bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports bet online we're stuffed with deals this thanksgiving march madness is right around the corner if you want to win your office pool you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the locked on college basketball podcast Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Coming down the home stretch here on a Tuesday edition of the Locked On LSU podcast presented by Sonos. We appreciate our friends at Sonos for being our title sponsor here on this Tuesday edition of the Locked On LSU podcast where the basketball Tigers got a 30-point win over Belmont. Yes, a Belmont squad that won 26 games a year ago that's been to the NCAA tournament nine times in the last 16 years. That was a six-point spread out in Vegas, and LSU boat raced. Belmont. Here was Will Wade on the win. Great win. Great effort by our guys. Got off to a little bit of a slow start. We had a couple mistakes. Our offense was a little, a little clanky to start the game. But uh, really proud of our guys' urgency, their discipline. Um, I thought the crowd was phenomenal. Crowd got into it. Students were here right before Thanksgiving. Guys who didn't go home, that was awesome. Thought thought that was they're, they're a really good offensive team now they're top 25 top 30 offense in the country I thought we did a really really nice job we were swarming the ball blocking shots and and so I thought Xavier played great to get us going in the first half he kind of picked up our offense I thought Brandon Murray was tremendous made some shots and so just proud of our guys I can say it now because it don't sound like an excuse but we've been sick we hadn't had guys that have practiced the last couple days like this was we had some guys really really step up when I mean, we had two and three starters that have not been right and we had to put IVs in and we hadn't been one of them didn't practice for two days and so you know I don't want I don't want to sound like an excuse if we'd lost but we had some guys step up and, and, and make things happen so um, just a great win a mouthful there from Will Wade Tari Eason and Brandon Murray led the way for LSU each had 15 points this was never really a game I was in the arena last night great crowd uh not 
packed, but the ones that were there were energetic. Atari Eason uh, was 7 of 11 from the floor, also grabbed seven rebounds for LSU. But the biggest story of this ball game, I mean, listen, Brandon Murray had three three-pointers. Xavier Pinson had 14 points. He continues to be so in control from the point. Efton Reed is just a problem in the post. He had 12 and 9, just one rebound away from a double-double. It was, I mean, listen, LSU, the, the story of this game, uh, LSU dominated the boards 42-31, to 31, outscored Belmont 50-20 to 20 in the paint, and LSU was 54% from the floor, um, and LSU had 21 points off of turnovers. Just an incredible performance by LSU as they continue to be so impressive early. But, again, this was a Belmont team we talked about yesterday, a Belmont team that came in averaging 88 points a game through four games, 88 points. They actually averaged more offensively than LSU did. So the question was, how would this LSU defense do when they were tested? Well, m- mission accomplished, answer emphatic. Five games, LSU has yet to allow an opponent to score 60 points on them. And Will Wade talked more about the defense against Belmont. Solid. I mean, this was a huge test tonight. They're a really, really good offensive team. I thought our discipline, our urgency was really good. I thought we were locked into what we needed to do. And, you know, we swarmed that ball. Get 15 steals against them was really good. It's great how we feed off the crowd. Um, and so I, I thought it was thought it was a good defensive performance. And quite frankly, if we didn't have guys out there messing around at the end, we wouldn't have given up 50. I was not real pleased about that, but you know, because every every possession counts when you get into the Ken Palm and all this other stuff. Every possession counts, and we, we you know we've got to we got. But we did a great job defensive rebounding tonight too. They didn't get one tip out. Their leading offensive rebounder the last three years has been Murphy, the point guard, because they just tipped the ball out to him. So we had our hands up where we couldn't let them tip the ball out, which was huge. Good attention to detail by our players. And one more from Will Wade on what the key to the defensive turnaround has been. We had to adjust what we do. We had to adjust what we do in practice. We had to adjust, you know, we had to adjust things that we do. I've played defense like that before at other places, and we had to play to the strengths of our team. And, you know, we, we've spent a lot of time getting that corrected. And like I said, guys, the defense hadn't been nearly as bad as everybody thinks. It's the rebounding. We beat the breaks off of them on the glass. We beat them, what, 15 on the glass? They had four or five offensive rebounds. We were forcing teams to miss shots. We couldn't rebound the damn ball. (laughs) When you force them to miss shots and you rebound the ball, it's pretty good. And our switching's gotten tighter. Our switching's better. Our X-outs are better. We're just a little bit quicker with a lot of what we're doing. And then it starts. I mean, you got Gaines and Penson that can put pressure on that ball and heat that ball up. And then you got the goalie in the back line. You got somebody like Tari who's got instincts and Wani who's got instincts. Fudge, his stat line didn't show tonight. He played so hard. He played so hard. It made so many little plays and little things like he did a great job so um when you got all that you you can be good defensively all right tigers back on the floor friday 6 p.m in the emerald coast classic against penn state Uh, they will play again there in the destin area on saturday against either oregon state or wake forest tigers have not always been great in these pre uh season you know invitational tournaments so a great opportunity for lsu against a couple of power five schools uh, to test their medal so far. At Lewis Force here on a Tuesday edition of the Locked on LSU podcast. Just four shows this week. No show on Thursday for Thanksgiving, but we do thank you for making us your first listen. Of course, we appreciate Sonos, the ultimate wireless home sound system, a whole house Wi-Fi network that fills your home with brilliant sound room by room. Learn more at Sonos.com. That's Sonos.com. Title sponsor of our Tuesday shows here on the Locked on LSU podcast. Until tomorrow, Locked on LSU, your team every day.